I'm John Peters, one of the founders of Callaway's Nursery. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now here's Neil. Thank you, John, very, very much. I'm kind of proud to be sponsored by Callaway's. Callaway's where they are out helping people today and every day. So thank you for that sponsorship all year. This is a... I think it's about the fifth or sixth year that they have sponsored the entire hour of the program. And my goodness, am I a lucky guy. Let me mark the date on my logbook here. I record every call that comes into the program. It's really kind of interesting to do that. Oh, this is 2-21-21. Um, we're here to talk about the plants at your place, and I hope you'll pick up the phone and give us a call. It's uh, as simple as that. Uh, the uh, phone number? 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. I was tied up getting something ready to post on Facebook, which I will tell you about in just a moment. Let me uh, get my call screen page up here. And uh, yeah, Mike, you didn't put anything there to let me know for sure that I'm on the right page. So I'll just hope that I am. I'll bet I am. Um, so... This is going to blow up in my face. I just know it is. Nothing negative about Neil on a Sunday morning. Uh, by the way, anything happened this week in your landscape, your garden? I, I, maybe I slipped a bit. <laughs> oh, boy, do I know what happened this week. And that's what I was just putting up on Facebook. I've been trying on my Facebook page for the last uh, couple of days to post uh, comments about what you need to do for your lawn, what you need to do for your uh, shrubs for your uh, other things one at a time I find that when I put a big long post up that people tend to uh, not read the whole thing and they end up asking a question uh, that is already covered in that post and so I said all right going to do short posts about one specific topic and that's what I've been doing but I just put up a post inviting and and you've got to you got to be on my Facebook page to do this because that's where I'm going to be looking for them. Let me open it back up again. This this is this might be the bridge today uh, between radio, where I can't see what you have, and um, being in your yard, where it would be kind of neat to be able to do that. Um, I'm inviting the first 100 people who want a, a Facebook friends who want to post a photo, and I'm saying I'll I'll take a look at it. Starting at three today, I'm going to do a hundred of them. We'll let you know what the odds are that that plant's going to survive. I need to know uh, these things, and you, please read this post for gosh sakes, because otherwise you're going to mess it up totally for everybody. Uh, you post your clear, sharp photo of the damaged plant taken today to my wall. Uh, you must tell me your city or county, so I know where you are. It makes a big difference if the plant's going to survive if you're in Amarillo or Corpus Christi, for example. Uh, you, the type of plant, if you know, I hope you know, because sometimes these things turn to mush. I looked at a photo yesterday, and I couldn't tell. I thought I was looking at a rubber plant, and when I when I zoomed in on it, I, oh my gosh, that's a that's a prickly pear opuntia. I mean, when it's all mushy, you can't tell very well unless you can zoom in. And then how many years the plant has been where it is. In other words, is it a brand new plant? Did it just get planted a month before this happened? Whatever. And then some other instructions of how to how to follow through and I'm going to try 
to help people by looking at their plants and saying, now you have no prayer that needs to be replaced or yeah, just wait, it's going to come back. And, and we'll, we'll see how that goes. It may, it may, it may be the worst experience of my life. I'm willing to, to donate two hours of my life to that and see what happens. Dedicate two hours because I, people are hurting badly. I'm hurting. I went out and looked at my landscape and there's a lot of brown stuff out there things that normally don't brown and as i mentioned to randy uh, on his newscast 15 20 minutes ago frost cloth is not freeze cloth it gains you seven or eight degrees but we needed 25 degrees on this one so i've lost some things and others have frozen to the ground we we can talk about that Uh, we uh, are available if you'd like to call phone lines are 800-288-wbap 800-288-9227. Mike Bass is running the boards and answering the phones for me and getting you ready to go on the air. And the lines are all filled before we go anywhere. Wow. I just noticed that. I I, I guess phones are working, aren't they, Mike? And uh, so we'll uh, we'll get the program underway immediately. And we have Steve Huddleston, uh, well, no, used to be senior horticulturist at the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. I went back to last week's page. He is public relations manager of the Fort Worth Botanic Garden and of the Botanical Research Institute of Texas. They are partners in uh, in the business there. And uh, so, Steve, good morning. Well, good morning, Neil. Appreciate your joining us. And I know it, uh, for you, was kind of like for me. We didn't get out of the house until night before last uh, because we couldn't go anywhere, couldn't get up our driveway. And I know it was hard for you to get into the gardens. Tell us what's going on. I know you've uh, checked with your, your staff there. Well, I did, in fact. And then I drove to the garden yesterday just to look at some things. But uh, I will say this, that the heat worked in our greenhouses in the conservatory. I'm thankful for that. So our collections in uh, in our glass houses and in the conservatory uh, have been preserved. So that's a good thing. Uh, kale, mustard, and cardoon will not survive, did not survive. Uh, they're mush at this point. I looked at our tulips. You know, we planted 125,000 bulbs last December. So I looked at the tulips. Uh, those that, uh, well, and the foliage has been coming up for quite a while, uh, some as high as maybe three inches. Uh, others maybe as high as, you know, an inch or so. So mm-hmm. uh, the, the foliage that is a little bit higher suffered some burn. You can see some brown spots, some brown areas on that emerged foliage, whereas uh, the foliage that is newer that has not uh, come up as much is still green. So we're hopeful. We'll see how things turn out uh, with the tulips. Um, we kept the topiaries covered throughout the past week, and they were still covered as of yesterday. So we won't be able to see what they look like until tomorrow when we uncover them. Uh, the stick exhibit, Pat Doherty's stick exhibit, was completed on, uh, well, it was completed on Friday the 19th. It survives beautifully. Uh, it is really an amazing, I like that. Yes. Nothing killed the amazing, sticks. <laughs> yeah, it's an amazing piece of sculpture, Neil. It is absolutely, it looks very windswept and uh, just uh, terribly interesting. So, uh, People need to come to the garden to see this stick exhibit. It will be up at least for a year, if not two, until it naturally deteriorates. But it is in the Fuller Garden on the other side of what we call the Monet Bridge across the creek. Mm -hmm. But it's really a fascinating piece of sculpture crafted from locally harvested saplings of American elm, some cedar elm, and roughleaf dogwood. He really enjoyed working with the roughleaf dogwood. That was especially pliable for him as the smaller material 
to complete his his sculpture. So it's beautiful. Uh, so and again, we'll have access to everything tomorrow. We'll see. We'll have a better assessment of things when we remove topiar. I mean, uh, coverings from the topiaries and and our pots and things. Well, good so, luck. Uh, good luck. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I you did know, look at the buds. Yeah, I did look at the buds on the uh, magnolia solanginas. They're still plump and fuzzy. So who knows? Isn't maybe, that crazy? Yeah, they, maybe they, they hadn't started to bloom yet. Then no, no, they had not started. So the buds are still plump and fuzzy, and uh, so I'm I'm hopeful that they will still bloom. We'll see. The uh, a little empathy to people like the greenhouse growers who are producing bedding plants, because suddenly uh, landscape contractors who have big commercial jobs and growers who grow for you and the Dallas Arboretum and and produce tens of thousands of flats, they're going to get calls from from your folks and from the Dallas Arboretum saying, "Man, we are starting over." When, how soon can you get our spring order ready? We need it two months early. You know, it's, it's, right. it's just they're pulling their hair out, and their suppliers are pulling their hair out. It's just going to be a bunch of bald growers out there. Oh, goodness, what a what, – and, and the retail nurserymen are, are, are looking for stock too. So it's, it's really going to ripple through the industry for a while. I think patience is the byword for all of us, yes. don't you, Steve? Yes, exactly. We learn to be patient. It's kind of like being a parent. <laughs> so, all right. How does somebody find the Fort Worth Botanic Garden? Well, we are just north of I-30 on University Drive across from Trinity Park. All right. 24-hour information phone line? That is 817-463-4160. And the website is? fwbg.org. All right. And I'm going to ask you a question, and I'm prepared that you would say maybe not at this time. Is this a time that you could use volunteers? Well, that's a good question. Uh, you know, we'll have a better sense of things tomorrow. Maybe you should ask me that next week. Next All right, Sunday. you can do that. Uh, and you have a volunteer coordinator on the team. We do, the, we the do team. indeed, yes. And, that and person... all volunteers have to be uh, screened and so forth. So there, there's a process that they have to go through before they can volunteer. That might take a few days. So. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Well, keep that in mind as spring unfolds, folks, because the work that needs to be done, uh, not only for this, but uh, just in general, takes a while. And, and if you'd like to volunteer, they can always use your help, the Fort Worth Botanical. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that will be the case, seriously, on the ground, yeah. helping uh, clean up, groom the plants, the topiaries, just getting us back to normal. Yeah, yes. it's going to take, take a few weeks. So, All yes. right, Steve Huddleston, you're my friend. I appreciate well, you. Thank you. All take right. care. Okay, talk to you next Sunday. All right, sponsored by Advanced Foundation Repair. Chances are that you're going to need some foundation help. A lot of us do, and we know to call Advanced Foundation Repair. Leaders in that industry at 214-333-0003. FoundationRepairs.com. And uh, they have led their industry. I started doing ads for them 25 and a half years ago. And Fred Marshall came to me and said, I'd like, to, I'd like to have you consider doing ads for me. I said, I need some references. I checked those references, and they, they were absolutely thrilled with the work that Advanced Foundation Repair did for them. And later on, I became one of those references because they did work for us. And I was very, very, my wife and I are thrilled with the work that they did for us at our house and then subsequently 
at our office building. We had an old historic house, and they did great work there as well. They'll do that for you as well, affordably and carefully and quickly. They get in and they get out, and they get the job done right. Advanced Foundation Repair. They guarantee their work for the lifetime of the house. They were the first company ever to do that. Again, 214-333-0003. The home inspection is absolutely free. FoundationRepairs.com. It's Advanced Foundation Repair. I'm Lynn with Callaway's Nursery in South Arlington. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Lynn, very, very much. And now we get the program right on the track. Let's get to uh, Wayne and Alvarado. Wayne, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, sir. How can I help you? Um, yeah, I, I wanted to uh, heard you uh, speak very uh, intensively about the uh, timing on putting down the pre-emergent but. Uh, and subsequently uh, talking about uh, scalping the yard, the grass. But uh, what I was wondering specifically about was the conjunction between the two. Is there a preference of scalping the yard before you put down the pre-emergent? seems like their timing is pretty close to, to being that. I just want to get your thoughts on that. It's a good observation. Uh, normally, I would be scalping my lawn in late February in a normal year because the lawn would be starting to green up. The weeds would be... Uh, if there were weeds, would be getting pretty nasty looking by late February, um, and and so scalping is something I would probably be doing uh, this week, uh, sometime in in this week of of the calendar year uh, before the first of March. Uh, Pre-emergent would go down uh, normally uh, probably a couple weeks from now, and yeah. uh, and that would be the case this year probably. The soil temperature is very cold right now. So there is no need to uh, rush the pre-emergent early. It's certainly not going to be an early year for pre-emergent application. Uh, one of the recommendations that I heard at an industry uh, Zoom uh, webinar day before yesterday was that we need to be guarded in one particular case on pre-emergent application this year, and that would be if, uh, if we think that there is any chance that we have lost turf, i.e. St. Augustine, to the cold. Because if we're going to have to come back and, and plant sod or plugs, uh, we don't want to have pre-emergent waiting there in that soil. Yeah. Um, and, and so for folks who have St. Augustine, and especially if it is weak St. Augustine uh, from problems from last summer, then maybe you don't put a pre-emergent down there. I, I tend not to use uh, pre-emergent weed killers as much in St. Augustine turf as I do in Bermuda because crabgrass and graspers are not common in St. Augustine like they are in Bermuda. So that's just the one asterisk I would put on it, Wayne. But but uh, I would scalp first, and, and a pre-emergent usually goes down a couple weeks afterwards. Right. Speaking of uh, uh, soil temperature, one of my questions for you this week was um, – I found a, a website, you may have mentioned this, but uh, I, I didn't know about it, just found out about it, called uh, Greencast Online, which gives you uh, soil temperatures and, and the five-day average of soil temperatures. I wondered if you knew about that and, and could recommend that. I don't know how they calculate that or nothing about it, but I thought in conjunction with what you just said, keeping track of that, how we're close we're getting to that, you know, say 52, 55-degree range, seems like if that information on there is accurate that would be a good thing to really narrow your your timing window on getting that pre what is down. what is the uh, website i think it's called greencast online 
I don't know it at all. I'll I'll look at it later. I don't want to pass judgment without seeing it. Um, yeah, I think it's put out sponsored at least by uh, Sagenta, the you know fairly uh, big. Uh, I'm I'm familiar. Company. Yeah, uh, and uh, anyway. Uh, one thing I will tell you is that a solar thermometer does not cost very much, and they last forever. <laughs> So I'm not sure that you need a website. You can be extremely precise and immediate by going out in the yard. Yep. So, and, and, you know, the soil temperature will vary a great deal in a landscape based on south side of the house, north side, based on raised beds, uh, in-ground beds. I think I'd rather have my soil thermometer. It's just, yep. a, just a thought. So, anyway. Hey, I appreciate your call. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you, sir. All right, Randy and Richardson, Melissa and Lucas, hang right there. Coming to you. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. This is a book that could uh, make a big difference in your gardening successes. 344 pages, 840 of my best photos. Please look at page five. If you have the book already, look at page five. I tell you that the USDA Hardiness Zone Map of 1990 is the winner. It wins. This week proves it. We are Zone 7 in Dallas-Fort Worth. They moved us to Zone 8 in the 2012 map, and now you can't find that map online. It's very hard to find the, the 1990 map, but it is the one that proved to be accurate actually since the book was published twice already, and especially this week. Oh, my goodness. So if you buy plants that are hardy to Zone 7, you'll be light years ahead take a look at it and if you're in other counties take a look at it use that 1990 map this book has 344 pages 11 chapters chapter one is the basics that's where that map is chapter two is a calendar of when to do all the important things 48 pages that tell you when to scalp your lawn and when to apply pre-emergent weed killers twice in the springtime. Chapters 3 through 11 cover trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables in great detail. I spent a year of my life, I spent my whole life learning what I put into this book. It is, uh, it's not my memoirs, but it's my horticultural memoirs. Everything I know about horticulture is in this book. And so it's only $34.95 plus tax and postage. I will be signing books this afternoon, starting at noon. I'll be signing books. And so I need to have your order immediately to the website if you're interested. The book is not in stores and it's not on Amazon. You order it from neilsperry.com. I guarantee your satisfaction or I will refund every penny you spend. 59,000 copies sold, not one request for a refund yet. Order it at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. If you don't order things online, then you can call my office Monday through Friday, 800-752-GROW. That's 800-752-4769. But the better way is to order right now at neilsperry.com. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing. 972-562-5788. wbroofing.com. 
Why pay every month for a temporary storage facility when you can own a Mueller building? Mueller's backyard buildings are easy to assemble. They're affordable, and they offer a permanent storage solution right there in your own backyard. They have a variety of sizes available and more than 30 colors from which to choose for those backyard building kits. They complement any home or landscape. And if your equipment requires even more storage space, then Mueller's standard series buildings are easy to go to work for you and ready. From workshops to big barns, these pre-engineered bolt-together buildings come in a variety of size and color options. You can also visit them online at MuellerInc.com. Let's spell that one. M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com to get a free customized building estimate. And while you're there, Click on their color selector tool to make choosing the perfect combination of colors an easy decision. To find out more about Mueller Steel Buildings and Metal Roofing, call 877-2-MUELLER today. That's 877-268-3553. Or visit them online at MuellerInc.com. Mueller, Mueller Steel Buildings for Permanent Storage. Neil Sperry and Callaway's go back since our nurseries opened. I'm Melinda with Callaway's in Little Elm. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Melinda, very, very much. That's a lovely store. Let's go to Randy in Richardson. Randy, it's Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. I have a uh, fig tree that I planted. It's been there for several years, and I get fruit off of it, what the blue jays and the squirrels don't get. Mm. But uh, it's... uh, the fruit's just pretty tasteless. Is there anything I can do? Um, what are you comparing the taste to? Um, other fig trees. From where? Uh, um, the area. I, mean, right. I had uh, figs from trees in the area, and they've got flavor, and these have got, like, almost none. All right. Uh, I am not a... a connoisseur of fresh figs um, and so I don't know that I could recognize one variety from another by taste but I know that they uh, will vary from variety to variety I wonder if you have a different variety I could I don't know yeah and so I think I would probably uh, maybe start with that possibility uh, Celeste is the is the old favorite Texas fig and uh, perhaps you don't have that. Alma is one that Dr. George Ray McEachern, the state fruit specialist, uh, three weeks ago when we had him here on the air with us, was uh, um, uh, they've, they've really ramped that one up as, as being recommended. Uh, it may have taken a big plummet in the last seven days. I don't think it's quite as winter hardy as Celeste, but all figs may very well have frozen this week. I don't know. It's going to be very interesting. There. We'll see if it comes back. Yeah, you may you may have the chance to change varieties. Um, do some reading up on it. I think that's probably going to be it. There isn't any nutrient uh, shortage that would cause a change of flavor. Uh, moisture could if, if you have it in an area where it's uh, dry. Uh, that, uh, that might be a possibility. I don't know anything beyond that that would cause a change of flavor. There is a very good fact sheet on figs. Let me get the number for you. I can get it off a bookmark I have on my computer uh, from Texas A&M on on fig production. Uh, It's two clicks away for me. It is uh, publication number EHT019. 
Okay. EHT019. And you might look through it. I've, I've never seen anything that addresses any any discussion of flavor. Um, let me just look. No, it does. It does talk about the flavors in that of the different varieties of uh, of Alma, Celeste, and Texas Everbearing, and uh, they all say rich, sweet flavor. All three okay. of them. No, here's one that says mild, sweet flavor. The other two have rich, sweet flavors. Anyway, um, okay. yeah, I, I've told you more than I know. Well, I appreciate it. Thank All right, Randy. Much. Good luck with it. Thanks for the call very, very much. All right. Whiskey Stone. This is the place you need to go if you have interest in uh, in stone. Oh, is it ever. I have interest in stone. And first time I drove in their gate many, many, many years ago. These are friends of mine from 25 years now. And they are just the best in the business. The nursery industry loves uh, Mike and Derek Wisnand. It's a father and son team. Mike's dad founded and, and Derek's grandfather founded the business clear back in 1983. And Mike and Derek run it now. And it is a great business. Landscape contractors love this company because they can get their stone there and, and go out and build beautiful landscapes. You can do the same thing. It's just I've, I've used this phrase many times, like a toy store for a child, for you and me to go there and, and uh, dream about our landscapes and what we can do with the beautiful stone. Uh, landscape boulders, river rock, uh, patio stone, paving stone, uh, paved stone for that matter. They sell paved stone. Uh, if you're trying to do anything around a pool, they have that. They have retaining wall stone, decorative gravel. They have it all. 22 acres. They can get a lot on 22 acres. And they deliver anywhere you can hear me. The stone comes from quarries all over the southwest. They will help you plan. They know how much to order, uh, how much to deliver to you. When you tell them my retaining wall needs to be 18 inches tall and it's 24 feet long, they can tell you exactly how many tons that would be. And they will, I'll, I'll tell you right now, they will always give you, sell you overage of 10 to 15%. This is not an upsale on their part. They're making sure you have enough because you know what? Stones don't fit together like pieces of a jigsaw puzzle. There always are random pieces. You know, it's our, our grandson is uh, is 11, and he is convinced that Lego puts extra pieces in there for him so he can build something else. <laughs> well, it's not that way when you do a retaining wall. There are extra pieces because you have to have them. Whiskey Stone, let me give you the contact information. First of all, if you want to drive up and say hi to him, it's 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth. 4501 East Loop 820 South, and they're open Monday through Saturday. The phone number is 817-429-0822, 817-429-0822, and then whiz-q.com is the great website, whiz-q.com, it's WhizQ Stone. If you're back in the office or working from home, feel free to listen on your computer at WBAP.com. Wherever you want us, whenever you want us. News Talk 820, WBAP. WBAP.com. I haven't given the phone number for my program for uh, half an hour. Maybe I'll do that right now quickly. 800-288-WBAP, 800 800- 288-9227. Neil Spray's eGardens is my free electronic newsletter. Normally it comes out 
Thursday evenings at 6 o'clock. Yesterday it came out in the uh, 1 o'clock hour, and the reason for that was we couldn't get to the office this week with the ice. And uh, so it was kind of an unusual bonus for folks to be able to get it after hours. And uh, But it's, it comes on Thursdays. Uh, there are always five stories. One of the stories is always gardening this weekend, where I point out the things you need to do in the ensuing four or five days. One of the stories is always uh, a, a question of the week. This time there were two questions of the week. One of them had to do with uh, will pre-emergent timing be affected by the, the cold weather? Another of the questions of the week this week was uh, are fireplace ashes good for your lawn and your landscape and garden? Um, one of the big topics that I dealt with in this week's eGardens had to do with the aftermath of the cold. Where do we go from here? And uh, I was still writing that on Thursday, and I updated it uh, Friday night as I did my, my proofreading, knowing that it had been delayed by two days. And uh, then the featured plant of the week was geraniums, just because we need some spots of color, goodness gracious, in pots on the patio and at the entryway. If you want to see what eGardens looks like, go to my website. That's where you sign up for it if you're not a subscriber. We have 70,000 people who get eGardens each week. We need to have you. We'd love to have you. And that's Neil Sperry's eGardens, and you can see the latest one that came out yesterday, actually, at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Click on eGardens, sign up for it there, and look at the most recent one. Neil Sperry's eGardens at neilsperry.com. <laughs> 99 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now on WBAP. And WBAP.com. Almost everyone has electricity again. I'm Dennis Martin at the Rexel USA WBAP 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com, WBAP first traffic and weather on the ones. An accident still has southbound Loop 12 Walton Walker closed between Highway 183 and Grawweiler Road. Constructions closed 635's HOV lanes both directions between I-30 and TI Boulevard. For WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Now the WBAP forecast, cloudy with patchy drizzle this morning and then gradually becoming mostly sunny and breezy. High temperature today, 60 degrees. Tonight it'll be clear, the low should drop right down to freezing, 32 degrees. Monday, lots of sunshine, high in the low 60s. Right now it's cloudy and 48 degrees. At last report, Encore says it's down to 2,000 or so electricity outages remaining in the DFW area. Because of this week's cold weather and lack of power generation, the company expects to have almost all of those problems resolved. Pretty much everyone back online later today. The blackouts that left much of Texas cold and thirsty produced their first lawsuit. That suit, filed in a Nueces County court in Corpus Christi, alleges the Electric Reliability Council of Texas ignored repeated warnings of weaknesses in the state's electric power infrastructure. It also accuses ERCOT, an American electric power company, of causing property damage and business interruptions during the cold wave last week. From the Rexel USA WBAP 24-7 News Desk, I'm Dennis Martin. Next update at 9 o'clock. 24-7 news coverage at WBAP.com. Thank you, Dennis, very much. This hour, 
like I mentioned at the beginning of this hour, has been sponsored for the last many years by Callaway's Nursery. I hope that you will go into Callaway's and take a look around. Callaway's is the place where you will find Texas certified nursery professionals. When it comes time to ask for accurate nursery help, you want to go to a place where you get help from somebody that maybe last week was selling uh, nails? Probably not. <laughs> I think you want to go to a place where last decade this person was selling plants at Callaway's. That's why you go to Callaway's. You get Texas certified and master certified nursery professionals. Callaway's is fabulous. These are my friends. I've known I've known so many of their people for 5 and 10 and 15 and 25 years. To keep your spirits up in all types of weather, discover all the classic decorative and fun pottery designs that are perfect for your indoor foliage at Callaway's Nursery. Naturally, Callaway's has plants that you love and they have the pottery to make them stand out. In addition to large pottery for your home and landscape, Callaway's Nursery has new arrivals from Lotus International, specializing in fun two, four, and six-inch sizes of premier pottery for displaying in your home. Stunning plant and lotus pottery makes a wonderful gift as well. Their smaller sizes appeal to everyone. Surprise someone special with their favorite plant in one of these whimsical pots. And while you're in the store, be sure to talk to one of their Texas certified nursery professionals for expert advice and tips. There is where you get the kind of help that I'm talking about. Count on Callaway's to bring you the very best in plants and pottery as spring unfolds, all backed with their 100% satisfaction guarantee. Callaway's continues to offer convenient ways for you to get everything you need to ensure your gardening success. Visit one of their open-air stores, order online, or use their convenient curbside pickup by simply calling your local store and placing your order over the phone. Go to Callaway's.com to find a location near you. These folks are extremely active in the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. They, they have Texas certified nursery professionals there to help you to answer your garden questions. They want you to succeed in gardening. Let them help you. Make a habit this new gardening season of going to Callaway's. Go to Callaway's for your nursery help. This is not in my script. This is in my heart. Open seven days a week from 9 to 6 for your convenience. Callaway's Nursery. Life lived beautifully. It's not the Republican Party versus the Democrat Party. Talking about what matters. It's the Republican Party versus an organized crime syndicate. News Talk 820 WBAP. WBAP.com. All right, and let me tell you about Sunburst Shutters. I uh, dropped a note to uh, uh, Collins Jones, the owner of Sunburst Shutters, just the other day, Friday. And I said, Collins, you know, I, I, I talk all the time about how beautiful your shutters are and how much we love them and how they are custom fit to every opening. I didn't tell them all this stuff. Um, but this is what I tell you every week. They are custom fit to each opening in your house. They're made of polywood uh, that looks like wood, but it isn't wood. They're two and a half, three and a half, four inch, uh, half inch louver size. So they've their big plantation style louvers, the the modern look in window coverings. I said, Colin, I want to, Collins, I want to tell the folks that when we went to the windows several times this week to open our sunburst shutters to look out at the snow on our hillside, we noticed that oh my gosh, it's cold. 
when they're open. <laughs> That's the insulating value of sunburst shutters. And we have really high quality windows, double glazed windows, um, vacuum sealed, uh, not vacuum sealed. They have a, well, it's, it's a very high end window, not, not lavish, but it was the best we could, could get for our house when we built our house. And yet sunburst shutters makes all that difference. That's another reason, and it was never more dramatically given to me than when I opened those shutters this week several times to look out. Oh my goodness, you are going to love these shutters, sunburst shutters. Let them bring samples to your home. There's no way you can recreate zero outside and uh, what it is in your house, but trust me on that one. But you'll go for the beauty, and you'll go for the ease, and you'll go for how 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 permanent they are and how well they fit. Sunburst shutters, 214-343-2601, made of polywood. It's a man-made material. Also available in Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco, sunburstshutters.com. We love them, sunburstshutters.com. Let the Texas Certified Nursery Professionals at your neighborhood, Callaway's, help you. I am Trey Bailey from the Cornelius Callaway's Sugarland Store. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Trey, very, very much. Let's go to Melissa right now. Melissa is in Lucas. Hi, Melissa. How can I help you? Good morning, Neil. How are you today? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Great, what can I do great. for you? So I have a forsythia, and, and I'm just going to tell you up front, I don't know the variety of it, but it... I've had it for about two years, and this year it was just loaded with blooms. And I'm so excited because it looked like, you know, I'm finally going to get some production out of this. Um, and my hopes was is it would bloom the same time as my red barren flowering peach and my red bud, and it would just be all beautiful. But my question to you is, um, with forsythias, um, are I, I know that they. Um, a lot of people have them in the north. Is this something? Is this a plant that may be affected by this frost that blooms? Do you uh, know? Not adversely. They love the cold. I did my uh, master's degree research using forsythia at Ohio State, and as you say, they're very common in the north and very popular. And and when we, I grew up in Texas, and did not have forsythia in College Station, but I saw some around uh, the north north uh, Dallas area. When I worked at the A&M Center on Coit Road, and so I said when we moved to the country in rural Collin County, I said, uh, I'm, I'm going to plant some forsythia. So we have uh, probably 10 in our landscape that I've had 25 years or more. I love the plant. Oh, great. That's good to know. So hoping I'll see some blooms then this year. Yeah. It's, well, it's yeah, you may really and you may it. not. Some of the early flowering shrubs... Uh, may have had their blooms lost because of the cold, just because of the unusual nature of the cold. You remember that two weeks ago we were saying, man, this has really been one of the mildest winters I've ever gone through. Well, we don't say that now. <laughs> right. Funny how exactly. our tunes change here suddenly. <laughs> Where did you come from? Oh, I'm native here in Collin County. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I I was thinking you had come I'm here Lucas. from the north, too. Lucas. Yeah. No, I know yeah. that. I, I understand that. I pay attention to Lucas. We, yeah. We probably don't live too far from you, so I understand. So, all right. Well, you'll uh, you'll like your you'll like your forsythia. It is a water hog. You want to water it by hand in the summer. Yes, it I will, do water it by yeah, hand. It will need more water than most of your other shrubs. That's the one thing yes, I will say. Absolutely, absolutely. Right. 
Okay, nope. thank It'll you. It'll do well so for much. you. Thanks for calling. Okay. Have a great day. Right. Okay, bye bye. Thanks. Bye bye. Let's go to uh, Jim and McKinney. Jim, this is Neil. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, I've, got, I've got a couple of questions for you based on the freeze, like everybody else. Um, we have five palm trees around the pool in the back, and they're not looking good. I'm wondering what my chances are that they may have survived. Um, if they already look bad, probably not great. Um, it depends a lot on the type of palm, but it's six below, I'm sorry, four below, which is, uh, what Weatherbug I had, uh, at uh, 624 on, on Tuesday morning, I, I did a screen capture, uh, of the McKinney, McKinney National Airport, I think is what it shows on, on Weatherbug, um, four below zero is is kind of out of their zone of any of them except sables i grow sable palm uh, in our rural collin county landscape mm-hmm. and and it has survived uh, below zero twice i've had them uh, 40 years and they've wow. done well but they don't get any trunks to them they're they're uh, mm-hmm. in 40 44 years they're my height yeah well, these are about six feet tall yeah and they're beautiful or were should i say uh, but who knows? We'll have to wait and see. I guess I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I also had a couple of uh, large yopons that uh, seems like they have dropped all their leaves. Is this temporary or is this dead also? I had somebody call my statewide program yesterday from Abilene saying that their yopon had turned brown and, and are almost black and had shed leaves. Right. And I've not had that happen uh, to, to Yopons in our area in, in, uh, on December 2389, when it went four below, uh, it did not happen. I have a lot of Yopons. I'm not seeing it on mine yet. Um, I, I surely would not rush to judgment on them. They, okay. they change their leaves in the spring and I would be surprised. It's, I think it's a zone six. It might be a zone seven plant. But I would think that they would come back. I think that's a temporary wounding of the foliage, not of the twigs, I would hope. Well, I hope so, too. I don't know on that one. You know, yeah. I, I mentioned at the beginning of this hour that I have invited people on my Facebook page to post photos. Uh-huh. And that if anybody posts a Yopon, that's going to be one uh, that I'll have to say I don't know yet. If it's somebody around here, and if it's somebody in Amarillo, I'm going to say, yeah, it's maybe something you shouldn't have planted. Right. But... Um, what, what, that makes me wonder about my uh, bulb plants, like my allium and my uh, rooted uh, hostas and peonies. Take, and, take, yeah, take a look where those things are grown. They're grown in Minnesota, for crying out loud. Yeah, no okay. problem. All three of those. Alliums don't grow well here because it's too warm. Hostas are much better in the north. Uh, the hosta collection a friend of mine had in in uh, Stoutsville, Ohio, uh, He he was very active in the hostess society he had 250 varieties and uh what was the third a peonies goodness gracious they're northern plants now you're right. fine with those okay well yeah, I they're, they're gonna they're gonna wish you'd move north <laughs> yeah my wife too oh no 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 can't do that hey i appreciate your call okay thank you Neil. thank you jim uh-huh all right, his line is open and that is at 800-288-wbap 800-288 9227. My, uh, I grew up in College Station. I never saw a peony until I went to Ohio State. I transferred as a junior from A&M. And uh, that, that education paid off just now because I learned plants that I didn't know. And it's kind of good to move around in the country. It's very hard to 
be good at horticulture north and south in this country. I've known three or four people, and there are lots of them, but I've known personally three or four people who have moved north and south. Dr. Michael Durr and I were graduate students together on the same project at Ohio State, uh, our master's degrees. And he went on to get a Ph.D. at the University of Illinois, Champaign-Urbana, and then for all of his career worked at the University of Georgia uh, doing research in their arboretum and, and uh, hybridizing crepe myrtles and uh, live oaks and other things and is just highly respected uh, on southern plants. And not many people can do that. Uh, we had a man at the Dallas Arboretum, Tom Brenda, who came from the north. Came from actually came from um, uh, Kingwood Center in Mansfield, Ohio. And when I taught in Shelby, Ohio, it was eight miles up the road from Kingwood Center, and I used to take my students there. Tom came to the Dallas Arboretum from there, and and so we had lots of nice conversations. And Tom came down south and did quite well, but not many can do that. I had, I had a hard time going up north. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is a book that will help ensure your gardening success. My, my life has been spent in Texas other than those five years in Ohio. And um, uh, this book will help you understand the plants of Texas, how to grow them successfully in Texas, the soils, the climate. Chapter one is all the basics of Texas and how to, how to succeed here, including that page five, 1990 USDA hardiness zone map, which is still much more accurate than the 2012 updated map. Use that on page five. Take a look at it. You'll see what I mean. This week has really proven it. Um, Chapter 2 is the calendar, 48 pages, 4 pages per month of when to do all the important tasks. You are in the heartland of that calendar right now as we go in February and March. All the things you need to get done, it will keep you right on target all the way through the gardening year. What you need to be watching out for in each month as you get into the late spring and summer, for example. Uh, chapters 3 through 11 cover all the parts of outdoor gardening and landscapes and flowers and vegetable gardening, fruit gardening. One chapter each. I, I spent the whole year writing this book. And I'd love to get a copy in your hands. 840 of my photographs, 344 pages. It's a hardback. It was printed in San Antonio. Just about to go for the fifth printing of the book now. 60,000 copies, 59,000 copies signed and delivered. And not one request for a refund, although I always guarantee full refund if anybody's ever unhappy. The way that you get it, because it's not in stores and it's not on Amazon, it's sitting on my dining room floor waiting to be signed and mailed tomorrow. By the way, if you ordered last week, uh, couldn't get out of the driveway to take them to the post office. I'll be doing that tomorrow. Um, and I'll be also taking the ones that are ordered right now from my website. I'll be signing your copy today and taking it to the post office tomorrow. You order at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. If you need to order on the phone, call tomorrow, 800-752-GROW, G-R-O-W, 800-752-4769. The better way, though, is at neilsperry.com.
Nobody will do you a better foundation repair job than Advanced Foundation Repair. Their estimates are absolutely free. Their work is very affordable. They invite you to give them a call. 214-333-0003. Their work is guaranteed for the lifetime of your house. Do what we did. Call Advanced Foundation Repair. On the web, it's foundationrepairs.com. 214-333-0003. Advanced Foundation Repair. Hello, friends. This is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney. If you can't join us for worship in person, then please join us on your computer. We live stream at 10.05. Go to sharingtheheart.org, click on sermons, or join us on Facebook. Our 10.05 sermon is carried on Facebook Live. See you on the internet. God bless you, and have a beautiful day. Thank you, Pastor Tommy, and it will be on sharingtheheart.org or Facebook Live. The uh, in-person services have not resumed yet, but they're getting closer, Tommy tells us. That's our church, and I had him on the air live yesterday on KLIF. Tommy is an avid birder, and at 2.45 each Saturday afternoon, while we have access to him, before he gets back to doing weddings on Saturdays, then uh, he... uh, uh, I mentioned that uh, we're getting close to going back into the church, but right now it's sharingtheheart.org at 10.05. Join us, if you will. Pastor Abe does the contemporary service at uh, at 11.10, and Pastor Stacy from the Melissa Church is at 10.30. Sharingtheheart.org. If your legs, knees, and feet hurt, your whole body hurts. If you've never experienced that, you don't know what I'm talking about, but I have and I do. And that's when my doctor recommended that I see Larry Urban, the owner of Custom Footworks of Frisco. Larry has become a very good friend of mine. He's a nice guy, and so that helps too. And that was more than 10 years ago. I am grateful with every step that I take. Larry's has a master's degree. He's been a certified athletic trainer for more than 40 years. He knows the human body, and now he's a a full-time practicing uh, pedorthist. Look that one up. It's a person who designs, makes, and fits therapeutic shoes for relieving painful and disabling conditions of the feet. And that's what Larry does. And that's when I met Larry. If that sounds like your life, do what I did. Get in touch with Custom Footworks. Let Larry help you. Whatever your foot ailment, if it's knee problems because of adjustments that need to be made with orthotics in your shoes, let a real pro do it for you forget those things you buy off the racks those are not exactly custom let larry help you Uh, this is uh this is just something i am doing to say thank you larry because i am so grateful for what he has done to help my life if you want the best in custom-made orthotics i am proud to recommend my friend larry urban u-r-b-e-n custom footworks in frisco customfootworks.com 972 913-6684. Customfootworks.com 972-913-6684. We at Callaways are proud to offer the finest in plants, products, and services. I'm Greg Polito from the North Fort Worth Callaways. We're proud to be sponsoring the segment of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now back to Neil. All right. And I think I am up against the uh, newscast here. I'm not using my normal clock. It 
went nuts on me here a few minutes ago, so I will uh, take a quick break. Brian, south of Cleburne, I will help you with the graspers. Stay with me. Folks, we have another hour coming up right after the news. Stay tuned, please.